Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sanyin Podcast, the podcast that is giving a voice to the people in the African diaspora to share insightful and inspiring stories to inspire a new generation of people on the continent of Africa. Today, our guest is the amazing Matakala Muninda, all the way from Zambia. She's a civil engineer by profession, and she's a girl, girl child advocate and also a social activist in her own works. Matakala, you're welcome to today's podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> it's such a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really, really honored to be in this place. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you know, <clears throat> you're among the guests I've been looking forward to having because I'm really impressed by your advocacy. And uh, I can say it's good work. Yeah, Thank you. I've, I've known you for some time. You're social, <laughs> you're charismatic, and uh, I really like that about you. Thank you. Let's go to the gist of the discussion. Um, so, who is Matakala for someone who has never met you before? <laughs> you know, I was actually expecting that question, <laughs> and I remember the previous um, episode when you were talking to Martha, and you asked her the same question, and she said, Oh, you know, that's a question that when someone asks you, you have to think for a thousand minutes or so like it's one difficult question but i would say matakala is um is female <laughs> mm. and um if i believe i'm very social yeah and i just like I like a lively place you know matakala is a young christian girl who i always like to describe myself as i a, a small girl with a big god you know mm. because i'm i'm just a small girl literally yes that is who matakala is i don't know how further i can describe it matakala is a civil engineer i graduated guys i graduated i'm a civil engineer by profession <laughs> yeah so that's the most i can say i guess um so you're very social um mm. do you think um being social is good yeah well for me i think it's played out very well you know every year i'm always like um Oh, okay, this year I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to talk much. I'm going to be very reserved because I really admire people who are quiet. Well, I used to at least, you know, I'd be like, oh, I want to be quiet this year. I want to be very reserved. But then barely an hour later, I'll be noisy. I'll be all over the place. I'll be making noise. And then I think it took acceptance. I just said, this is who I am. And I have to be the best version of myself and not try to be someone else so for me being social has played out very well mm. it's effortless for me i mean i'm not trying to show off but <laughs> it's who i am you know it's effortless for me i don't have to put in so much effort especially when it comes to um making friends or something like that it just comes out naturally oh yeah social magnet people come to you <laughs> well i wouldn't say that but yeah i just i think i'm just a people person Ah, that's good that's good you know people who like the vibe people who like the sense of community yeah it's amazing and it, and when it's just your natural character then yeah it's nice um as i said earlier you're a social advocate um so i want you to briefly explain your social advocacy journey and those issues in society which you're passionate about changing well, first, to begin with, um, I would like to give an insight of what being a social activist is. So first of all, you must have an aim because, of course, everything in life requires an aim. But being a social activist, your aim is to work towards achieving 
a change you understand your aim should be to achieve a change be it in society politically in your area of work it can be in any place but your aim should be to achieve a change and for me my aim has been to bring a change to society generally my community the people around me you know even i've learned that even the little acts of kindness that's a change if i meet you today and yeah. i'm like oh here is um, a five dollar note it's probably uh, made a difference to your pocket you know mm -hmm. so it's about bringing a change any change whether small or not whether small or big it's always a change yeah it should be something you know yeah so you must have an aim the most importantly yeah so my journey has what has inspired my journey i think for me it's how what the things i've seen so um okay so it comes from the things i've seen around I've, i don't like seeing people suffer because they don't have something and that breaks my heart it can be even the most something we consider the most basic thing there's people who don't have those things so for me that moves my heart so much and i think that's something i'm passionate about and which brings us back to um my advocacy thing i am very passionate about bringing an end to period poverty consummating period poverty you understand so yeah that's just that on that i think as we go further we'll talk about it okay uh do you think your social activist uh, um nature is like a step forward to leadership have you tried leadership before yeah i have and do you want to be in leadership in the future <laughs> i would love to well it depends on the area because i wouldn't want to be a leader in an area that i'm not passionate about for me i think it's pointless doing something you don't yeah you don't have a passion for. yeah so mm -hmm you you want to serve the people but it depends on the area in which yes. you're serving the people exactly so would that area be maybe at an international level or maybe at zambia i think most importantly i have to begin with zambia because i don't want to go out there you know it's like leaving my house all dirty and messed up and i want to go clean my neighbor's house mm. you understand so for me i would like to begin with zambia i would love to bring a change to my country i love zambia so much yeah so i would love to bring a change to my country first of all and then from there we see how it goes if an opportunity comes internationally then i can move to that level but most importantly i want to bring a change to my my home country yeah do you think it's easy for uh, ladies to take part in leadership in zambia yeah i think it is i think over the years things have changed so much I would compare it to um, a few years back, let me say. Yeah, years back. I'd, I think everywhere worldwide, it wasn't an easy thing for women to be leaders and all that because there's this belief that um, men are superior in every area. Mm. You understand? So I think lately it's been our vice president is actually a woman. Mm. Our former vice president was a woman as well. So things have changed a lot. We see women so many women in leadership and that's very very impressive you know you see women in male dominated areas being leaders and that's just beautiful okay you said your vice president is uh female surprisingly even the um, our ugandan vice president is female oh really yeah and even the speaker of parliament is female in oh. uganda oh okay yeah but okay the fact that there are ladies in these leadership roles does it help the normal girl child the lady who is home school going do they find inspiration i think they do because <clears throat> i'll give an example for me when 
I when I had just begun my university, <clears throat> my undergrad, you know, I'd be like, well, actually, before I began, mm. you know, when you just hear engineering, you know, there's just something that pops to your mind, and mm. you're like, this is a male-dominated area, mm. and then I'm going to do all those things because there's this belief that engineering is only for guys mm. and whatnot. So you know, there's this belief like, how am I going to do it? Like, mm. there's only guys, and I remember people telling me, oh, you're probably going to be the only girl there. And mm. whatnot, and that was quite scary for me. Mm. But then I saw a couple of my friends who were in um, a higher level than I was, and then they were doing engineering, and I'm like, okay, well, if they can do it, I can also do it, then I can give it a try. Mm. You know, they always say you reach for the moon, understand? Mm. So that even yeah. if you fall, you still land on the stars. Yeah. You know, so I said, okay, fine, let's see how this goes, and here I am. You know. An engineer. Yes. A civil engineer. A whole engineer. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Okay. Um going to your engineering part. Okay, you're a civil engineer and um you you were lucky to have got um education in China. Um in Africa right now there's a lot of infrastructure projects that are going on on the African continent. I think um in your country also in Zambia and also in my country, Uganda, and any, and any other African country. But uh, what I've seen is that most of these uh, construction contracts are given to the Chinese mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or to the foreigners to do. Um, you as a civil engineer who was finished here in China and mm-hmm. got that education, do you think um, you are capable no, you are capable. Do you think that you are now highly poised to grab those opportunities to build better roads in Zambia and, and schools and all that? Well, you know, this is not the first time I've heard... Well, I've actually seen it for myself. <clears throat> when a few years back, I remember there were um, uh, toll gates being built. Mm-hmm. And you would see that um, most companies that would take charge of that... Um, that would take charge of that, that would have that contract or that would take care of that particular target would be Chinese companies, you know? Mm. And then for me, I think it all comes to the importance of there's something we call um, competitive neutrality, you understand? So this is where firms, companies, businesses, or even people, they compete on a merit-based level ground, you understand? So we are competing for that particular job on a basis of merit on how qualified we are. So if someone is Chinese, let's say, and then I'm Zambian, you know? So if I'm more qualified than them, according to competitive neutrality, I'm supposed to get that job. But if they are more qualified than I am, no matter the nationality, the race, or something like that, they are supposed to get it. But we see issues of corruption because they come with more money, they come Mm. with corruption and all those things, and they'll obviously end up getting the job. You understand? So that's why I think um, it also brings us back to the importance of um, democracy. You understand? It brings us back to democracy because if um, the government of the day is really checking in and operating on a basis of competitive neutrality and they put up these economic policies that help other people also have an opportunity to take that job, it makes everything easier. So this way there is no um, getting that job on a basis of race, on a basis of how much money you have. We are operating on a level of merit on how qualified you are for that particular contract or job 
Uh, so according to you, the issue is um, corruption and the skill set of the African engineers. Mm-hmm. That's why the contracts are given to the foreigners. Mm-hmm. Do you think in the next five to ten years this will change? I wouldn't speak for other African countries because, well, I haven't been to other countries and I'm not so sure of how things are when it comes to in depth Mm. you know but i'll speak for zambia i think um i see zambia in a very better place in five years time i I see a bright future for zambia i see things changing you know things changing for the good so Mm. i see things getting better so i think things will get better people will operate on a level of merit because Mm. corruption only favors you know the more privileged you understand and then it leaves those who are even qualified but less privileged, it leaves them hanging, you know. So I think I see things changing. I hope so, though. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really hope so, especially when it comes to many countries in sub-Saharan Africa, because mm-hmm. I believe um, we have education institutions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have universities, and it kind of looks unfair if just building a mere 10-kilometer road is given to a foreigner to build it. Mm-hmm. And someone spends five years in university mm-hmm. you know how hard engineering is i know right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's unable to build a road in his village because mm-hmm. a foreigner is given that tender mm-hmm. yeah it's really sad but uh, hopefully things will change and people like you who have got the skill set will be the the pioneers of that change yeah i hope so too i hope to see a better a better africa i believe there is we can do more. There's so much we can do. We have so much potential. We have the materials. We have we have everything. I think it just takes a change of mindset. If everyone is if everyone has the mm. same aim, you understand? Because I think that's where the confusion comes in. Mm. In a government, if mm. there's people who really want to serve the people and mm. there's people who only want to benefit for their own good, for their selfish needs, it mm. becomes a problem because we don't want to achieve the same goal. Mm. You understand so we are going in different directions when you look at the the bible there's that story of when those guys are building the tower so immediately they split and started speaking different languages everything just changed and there was no progress so i think there's there's a need for change there's a call for improvement although i believe we can do more we can do better yeah we can do better mm-hmm. uh going to your <coughs> girl child advocacy I see you're very passionate about the period poverty campaign. I just want you to highlight that and the works you've done so far. Yeah. Okay, so for me I'm I think that's my passion. It's something that I really, you know, I it it it, it burns my heart. I wouldn't um being the female I've been <laughs> since I was born. I wouldn't want someone to have their periods or go through their periods and then be in a state of lacking you understand like they lack something so you know it breaks my heart to know i remember there was i was reading something a few weeks ago and they said in a census that was carried out in a certain country more than one third of um people in a nationwide survey by the way more than one third of females missed school because of periods you understand either because of pain discomfort or stigmatization now this survey was carried out between um, females from the age of 14 to 28 you mm. know so that's one third is a lot 
you know so you see that i think the stigmatization mostly happens in rural areas and in kids you understand so i think there's a need to educate kids there's a need because everything starts from when you're young the moment you educate a kid from when they're young that this is something that's look this is something that's normal and you have to embrace it everyone just takes it as it is you understand they understand more about what it is you understand so it breaks my heart to just know there's a kid out there that's not going to school because they're on their periods and which shouldn't be the case they don't have pads which shouldn't be the case that's a basic need that everyone should have you understand now because of this i've come to realize that um ending period poverty also comes hand in hand with um education you understand it also has an impact on education because once there's period poverty you see that there's girls missing school and once there's girls missing school it's negatively impacting their education you understand so i think there's a need for even the government to put in those lessons in teaching people especially in rural areas i'm very particular about rural areas because this is where you find people who are um, really traditional so to say and they term periods as a taboo but i want us to step into a world where we say okay look this is normal this is something that happens and we have to embrace it and we have to look for ways in which we can live with it in a healthy way so 28th may was world menstrual health day as menstrual hygiene day and then i cooperated well because i'm here i'm not um currently in zambia so i had to find a way this was my first this is the first thing i've done um i had made a donation of sanitary pads to a local school in chilanga lusaka zambia and the sanitary pads were distributed I really, really hope I can do more of these things. I hope to do more. I hope to work with um, NGOs in order to, you know, work towards consummating period poverty, you know, because I don't think any girl child deserves to live without pads or without sanitary um, products, you know. So I want to work towards that. Then hopefully in the future we can also, um, I can increase, I can work with more NGOs and we can also advocate towards ending um period poverty and also working towards educating children you know um my dad always tells me education is the best equalizer mm. you know it's the best equalizer your paper will speak for you so i know there's kids who are intelligent out there but they can't go to school i think that's something that needs to be um for as long as mankind has been there uh periods has been a part of life of of ladies so why do you think is a lot of stigma around it even up to now in the 21st century well i would say now in the 21st century um stigmatization has reduced a lot because i'll give an example of um when i was young um and now when i was young when you hear something period related it's like you can't even say the word you know you just look for some words to replace it because it's you know and girls at school would usually be shy to talk about such things because the boys will pass a funny comment or they'll laugh or they'll say something that's very very silly you know but then i've seen that kids of nowadays is it's not the same thing i think as days go by generations have been coming and going things have been changing because i think i don't want to say we are modernizing but there's been a change there's people who are saying okay look this is normal 
and we just have to learn how to deal with it so i think every generation that comes brings something different and i think different in a good way you know i think before in the past it's because mostly um you see sanitary pads have been a recent thing before they would probably use like cloths and whatnot which is not very healthy but lately there's all these things there's all these alternatives there's um there's cups there's pads there's tampons and you know so i think as generations come and go there's yeah um speaking of other alternatives um you know it's ironic in some parts of the continent uh, mm-hmm. let me give me probably an example of my country uganda mm-hmm. um there are some places also, or, or some times where a condom is free of charge but um, a sanitary towel is about 1.5 us dollars if i'm trying to convert it um do you think not so much attention is being given to um period health or period hygiene yeah that i would say yes that i would say yes because like i said earlier i think there's more that we can do you know because i've one thing is when it comes to that my opinion on that is if you choose to go and have sex that's um that's a choice but periods that's not a choice it's something that just comes and there's nothing you can do about it mm. so i think um it would be of more help if um donations of pads are made regularly i've seen um a couple of females uh, especially in my country i'll give an example of uh, i have a few um instagram pages that i follow and i see that oh they've been uh, donating sanitary pads to a certain school or to a certain community i think more attention needs to be paid to sanitary pads especially okay um that's a nice analogy um you know i'm quite inquisitive of this um this this topic um (laughs) (laughs) so like okay a person like like me mm-hmm. i have sisters um that, so you, you're growing up with this feminine energy um do you think that the boy child has a role to play in this period health of the ladies yeah i think so i think i think so i would like to think so i would say yes because um growing up my 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 experiences these are topics that girls would probably have among girls and mm-hmm. you are left out you are like ah maybe you just know about it in a biological class mm-hmm. but as you grow as you interact you get to know about this and this and and i feel it wouldn't be proper if you are aloof mm-hmm. yeah, as i said probably because you'll be surrounded by all these people some are your sisters some are you so you need to have some basic information about it and I also think, you know, in a situation where you are you're a single dad and you have a daughter, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense if you, you read stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. You mm-hmm. have to have some knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's good about your, your advocacy. So, do you have any challenges you're faced in this period of poverty campaign? I think for me currently, the only challenge is I wish I could do more. I love to, I love to talk. <laughs> oh. I think um, you know that I love to talk. So for me, I would really love to go on campaigns, especially in rural areas, and just talk about these things, have conversations with girls, like have such conversations, you know. I love to talk. So for me, the only limitation is I want to do these things in my country, 
you know i want to do these things in zambia but i can't do those things because i'm here of course time will come when yeah. i'll be able to do those things so i hope that um one way or another i can find a way to do it either virtually or even the few times that i'll visit yeah and another thing is for now i'm currently not working with any ngo so everything i have to do i have to do it by myself i have yeah. to you know so i think for me that's been the only challenge but i don't think these challenges are something that's going to stop me because i'm aiming for greater heights and i know i'm going to reach those greater heights where i'll be able to do all those things and besides it's only the beginning so yeah we'll see what um the future holds i i look forward to that uh, so you do you subscribe to this narrative that the future is female I just say that statement everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the future is female. Well, I think for me, what I understand from the future is female is um, the same thing we spoke about earlier when we spoke about um, male dominance. Yeah. You know, we have seen in the past years that most places, most um seats are being occupied by men mm. but we have seen that as years have gone by we see females stepping out into places and that's why we um well that's my opinion we keep saying the future is female because we see more females rising up to be in places that um would be usually male dominated so yeah i do believe the future is female yeah there's more females stepping out and i love it i love to see females um living their best life doing um big things you know yeah okay um as as an african student who has come to to china to study mm-hmm. um what's your view on um china and africa because over the past years have been so close mm-hmm. some have written good things some have written bad things you as you who has felt it right from the source <laughs> well for me um let me give this example you jp you're my friend mm. right so i i've had good experiences with you you know i don't recall us ever being on a bad you know having bad experiences but there's someone out there who's had a very bad experience with you probably mm. you know so i think it all depends on the relationships that um these countries have with each other but for me i'll speak for myself i <laughs> i'll speak for myself um, okay so i'll speak for myself i think um others may beg to differ but um i think china is a very good country yeah and i think they do have aims of helping other countries but i think most importantly they put themselves first they see how they will um how it will benefit them you know which um someone else would think it's selfish but i think that's what they they are looking out for themselves yeah. you know they're looking out for the good of their own people i've noticed something about chinese people in china they really look out for themselves they look out for their people they are based on i noticed something else i learned is china is based on innovation yeah. they like to come up with their own things yeah. you know so i think that's a good thing you know for others it may be termed as selfish but it's just them looking out for themselves you know at first i'll be like ah these people oh my god they're so selfish why they always look up for yeah, themselves yeah. but then i realized it's them wanting good for their own country you understand they could choose not to have anything to do with the rest of the world because well it's a developed country but 
they are there probably mm-hmm. every country in the world is looking for their interests exactly yeah. so even those that give you foreign aid foreign aid are also looking yeah. for how looking they benefit for the, how do you think africa should adapt to that that every country is looking for their benefit i think um one thing we need to work on as africa in my opinion is because i keep emphasizing my opinion because others may beg to differ no problem it's you on the (laughs) podcast so it's your opinion and i'm not you know an economic student but i think one thing we can do as african countries is um heavily invest in our economic growth you know heavily invest in our economic growth you know i think that's something that's very important so we can promote our economic growth through innovation doing things locally you know they like saying um zambians we like saying buy local we, we say mm. local is laka in mm. the sense like local is good mm. you know so i think it should be very important we invest in our own countries you understand let's let's innovate let's bring up our own countries i love um how Zambia is doing so far, I'm so proud to say I'm from Zambia because I love how we're doing so far. You know, it's like everyone is just coming up with something local, something from within and we are building and it's helped us so much economically, you understand. So it's in the agriculture aspect. Africa is very rich, mm. by the way. We have minerals, we have agriculture. I, I, I believe we can do this. It just takes a change and aiming for the same thing, for the same goal. The moment we achieve that, I think everything will be good. We'll do way, way better. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's a nice insight. Thank you. That's a nice insight. Um, so before we 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 probably come to the end, um, had have you engaged in some businesses before or entrepreneurial things before? Yeah, I have. I think especially since I came to China, I've had many of those because i saw in your bio you have a you're like an influencer sort of (laughs) i wouldn't say influencer but um yeah i have um there's a link in my bio it's for it's a hair company Mm. yeah so you can use that i have like a discount code so you can use my name then type it in then you get a discount so I have a couple of those. I've worked with a couple of brands. I've worked with uh, Julie She. It's a clothing brand. Okay. Yeah, so I've worked with them. I've worked with Unite Hair. I've worked with a couple of companies. Yeah, and I think that's helped me have experience and know how things work. You okay. know. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So are these promo codes still on that we can still get discounts? Yes, please get your girlfriend's wigs. <laughs> get your girlfriend's wigs. That way your girlfriend will be happy and I'll be happy because... I'll also get money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win for the both of us. If girlfriend is happy, I'm also happy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, that's nice to know. Um, so any concluding remarks, especially when it comes to your advocacy, your engineering life, or maybe on Africans in general? For me, I would like to emphasize mostly on um, period poverty that it should be something we should um we should really really look into because there's kids out there who lack access to basic hygiene products you know so i think it will make a difference to everyone listening to this podcast right now if you could um as often as you can anyway you could make a donation of it can be sanitary towels a bar of soap you know it could make a difference out there and not particularly period um, not particularly period products or something like that it can be anything i'm emphasizing on this because it's something that it's an area that i'm working on 
you know so it will make a difference to your girl child out there and most importantly to the kids in our households to the young ones in our households i think it's very vital that we teach them about these things so that they don't go stigmatizing other kids and making them feel some type of way you understand so it's something that we should heavily invest in if there's ngos out there i request you to kindly look further into this because we need to make a change you know we are a generation that is bringing change a great change so i think we need to do something about it yeah in my engineering aspect to the ladies out there the guys out there everyone's mental health matters right yeah get into school learn it can't be particularly engineering but most importantly get into school and get educated do something for yourself you understand yeah and believe in yourself and most importantly pray <laughs> okay uh, i wanted you said something that i feel like i want to touch on okay uh, mental health mm. are you men- do you have this passion also about mental health I think that's something very vital as well because it all comes from within, you know. I I don't think you know they say you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You understand. So, if my mental health is in shambles, I don't think I'll be able to operate, you know, to my fullest, to my level best. You understand. So I think mental health is something that's very important. Also, that people barely talk about. Well, I think now it's been given more it's being given more light because we see so many cases we see so many issues out there so i think it's very important that people take care of their mental health doing therapeutic things you know things that make you feel better leaving spaces that make you feel like you're not worth it because you are worth it you know you have all these affirmations invest in your mental health they say yeah i get so um is that something you're passionate about advocating right now probably in the future yeah maybe in the future for now i really just want to give my all to um consummating period poverty yeah yeah then we see what uh, the future holds for us okay <laughs> i know and i'll see in the newspapers and in media yes <laughs> shout out to the newspapers there <laughs> Uh, and i'll be like i once hosted you in my podcast yes <laughs> okay uh-huh. um so we are coming to the last segment of our podcast oh, okay just you know free 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 questions just to enjoy just a you know free mind okay stock your mind out your views okay, okay. feel free <laughs> um so the first question is um your favorite african country apart from zambia and why you know when you said that question i was first going to say zambia <laughs> but my favorite african country uh, that's a tough one i would can i give two yeah i can give two okay so i would say south africa and ghana so ghana because of the food the jollof rice yeah the jollof rice the banku oh. the groundnut soup you know all those foods for me and the music yeah the music the the people you know i've never met anyone that's from ghana and they are boring yeah from the west anyway let me say so for me it would be that then south africa the same the places i really really look forward to visiting south africa one day i've never been there but it looks it's from what i've seen i watch a lot of south african movies mm. i can speak some um zulu some zulu <laughs> yeah i can 
So I look forward to visiting South Africa because of that. Yeah, the, the, they have beautiful views I've seen. And the people I've met, oh, South Africans are beautiful. South yeah. Africans, I know, they're really, really beautiful. So you've only met beautiful South Africans? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met any South African that's not beautiful or handsome. <laughs> hey. Yeah, so that is that. Okay, mm-hmm. so... You know, South Africa has a lot of issues when it comes, especially when it comes to xenophobia. What are your your views on that xenophobic attacks that sometimes happen in South Africa? I think um, I won't have much to say about that because I I don't know so much about it. But I think um, you know, so many people um, go to South Africa for for different things, for school, for businesses, and so on and so forth. But you see that. Uh, immigrants are being assaulted uh, they're being put to death which is not a good thing and it doesn't bring a good name for the country out yeah, there yeah. you know so it affects their relationships with so many countries you know because i would hear some cases of where they would blame those immigrants for some their unemployment for, their unemployment, yeah, yeah. for some people who are suffering yeah. of which uh, that's not supposed to be the case yeah. you know so okay. i think the challenge <sighs> just remains to address the divisions that underlay such violence you know okay i get your point um second question is uh what makes zambia unique encourage me to come to zambia oh you you need to come to zambia why should i come to zambia Zambia is beautiful i'll take you i'll take you around zambia when you come (laughs) zambia is beautiful first of all i'll begin with the people you can attest to this i don't think you've ever met a zambian that's just giving you that yeah i'm not going to zambia <laughs> so you can attest to that i'm pretty sure zambia is amazing first of all the people they are friendly zambia is known to have the most like one of the most friendly people ever you know i mean look at me <laughs> yeah and then the wildlife we have like so many beautiful safaris in zambia you will love it in zambia come to livingstone we have um the victoria falls Mm. we have um national parks we can go visit those zambia is really really beautiful and the food mm. the food trust me you not want to go back to uganda when you come hey, Zambian food. You sure? <laughs> yeah but so many beautiful safaris that's something i can really brag about they are really really beautiful yeah so come to zambia come see everything for yourself okay i'll come to zambia and i'll take you to uganda yes <laughs> yeah that's a win-win okay um which aspect of china would you want to share with zambia that you feel like you want to share with people in zambia um what aspect of china i think uh i would like to share the innovation part yeah. i love how in as much as it may sound ridiculous i love how china is china you know mm. they don't have to depend on other countries to achieve something they they make everything on their own mm. you know they have a brand of everything they have their own brand of phones they have their own brand of fridges they have their own so i'd like to see that in zambia you know i love how it's so funny how you know in the beginning would laugh like oh chinese people have a chinese version of an iphone and it's called mm. an oppo but mm-hmm. for me i think that's beautiful because they're trying to come up with something of their own mm. you know i love how you know like they make you know it like look when you come to china we do everything the china way the chinese way the chinese way so i think that's beautiful so i'd love to see that in zambia you know okay yeah that's amazing you know african solutions african problems Mm -hmm. the way the chinese do their own things so what's your favorite african personality past or present wow 
<laughs> that's something I've I've never thought of. Um, personality in terms of um, it could even be your parents. <laughs> yeah, of course. African. That's definitely what I think. Um, for me, I'll go. Yeah, my parents, of course, mm. they have to be my favorite. They can't be my my family, of course. Um, when it comes to media personality, I think I would say I have a lot. But I'll talk of someone I was watching recently. She's called Caramel Sugar. Mm. She's um, med- media influencer. She's mm. yeah. She's you guys should check her out on Instagram. She's really funny. I feel like she portray something she does things i would do when it comes when she's doing those kids and she's being loud like i just see myself in her like oh Mm -hmm. i would definitely do that i would definitely do something this silly Mm. and whatnot so i think that's my favorite yeah and then there's these nigerian kids that are called ah i can't remember their names i think they're called a chinedu and something like that so they it's like an, a brother and a younger brother yeah. and they're always being kids and there is no time that i ever watch those guys and i don't you don't laugh and i don't laugh like i laugh you know and okay. you know i like to laugh so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, that's yeah. nice so our last question is winter or summer which is your favorite do you like the heat do you like the cold you know last winter was the first time i ever said i hate winter because it was so cold <laughs> mm. but i i prefer winter for me i have this belief it's so ridiculous but i have this belief that winter makes you feel that you're abroad <laughs> <laughs> the snow you know, you know the cold like it feels so good to say oh it's just negative five degrees nothing much you know <laughs> Like, oh, I just went out in shorts and it's like minus 15. I mean, no one would do that, but like, I prefer winter. Like, I'd rather be freezing than be sweating. Like, mm. you know, I prefer. But ask me this question in winter and I'll say I prefer summer. Say, yeah. <laughs> so personal, depending on the season. Yeah, depending on the season, you know. Yeah, because okay. weathers can go to extremes, especially here, you know. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. It was nice having you, Matakala, on this podcast. We've shared a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully we shall bring you back. We really touched on issues that really affect society. Yeah. And uh, those that want to use your promo code, uh, they'll go to your <laughs> bio. Yes. And buy the wigs and the things and so that it's a win-win. Mm, that's a win-win. <laughs> so I get my money and yeah. And everyone is enjoying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Matakala, for coming. And thank you so much.